Hey, you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, we've got answers. Welcome to the show. It's gonna be great. Featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen. Thank you, Jacob. All right. Thank you for all of that energy, Mr. Jacob. Holy cow. That was no. amazing. I'm trying to bring it. Trying to bring it. Are you excited we have Matt back this week? We had a week oh, without yeah, I was Matt. Gone. I was gone last week. <laughs> so much better now. <laughs> so much better now. He's back. Yeah, we had a deep episode and we were talking all about oh, yeah, you know, self-help kind of stuff. And I should have been here for that. <laughs> you missed what very, you did. Very few like jokes and Ugh. little off-tangent comments. And what fun is yeah, that? I know. They're talking about serious stuff. What'd you do? Jacob did this. <laughs> Yeah, back I, and forth. I like, just Whoa. stayed very quiet. Yeah, he's like, like, "They're going crazy, lady deep." Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Self improvement. Oh my! <laughs> you just walk away. I sat there. I pressed some <laughs> buttons. I was like, "Oh, okay, it's getting serious in here." <laughs> I still have to listen to it. I'll yeah. listen the way home. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Well, today we have some in studio guests. So I'd like to first introduce oh. Anthony. Hello. Anthony, why don't you uh, let people know what's uh, going on with you? Well. I um, I'm pretty new to the real estate game. I just came in about six, five months ago, something uh, like that. Yeah, time and flies. H- how <laughs> many accepted offers did you get this week? Uh, this week, two, um, and a new listing, and a new listing. So we're looking for three. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So that's awesome. How you yeah. <laughs> Life is good for now. <laughs> good, good. And uh, we also have Alex, who I affectionately call Seven. So if you hear me calling her Seven, that is what. Okay, hey, the time. So, Tess, how's it going for you? Hi, I'm good. Um, I actually started in real estate same time as Anthony. Um, things are going great, new, but and you got an accepted offer too. I did, yeah, this week. So, uh-huh. all good things. I haven't pressed this button so many times <laughs> since before. I get arthritis. Cheeritis. Yeah, cheeritis. We've got that. All right, so we talked a little bit about things that you want guys wanted to chat about. Why don't we first kind of uh, talk about time blocking? How do mm. we, did you know the word time blocking before you got into real estate? I did not know that phrase. I was familiar with the general concept of parceling off parts of your day, but uh, for me, it's been huge. I am doing okay at it. <laughs> it's something that's ongoing process, but um, it's a game changer. It's it's working. So when you're <laughs> talking about real estate, I think sometimes the public doesn't realize that it's not you go to work, you sit there, you do the same thing every day. In most cases, something's coming at you or you've got to react or this is happening and you have a lot of fires. So the things that you need to do daily on the regular that you have to have to do, you have to be able to make sure that you have that on your calendar and time block it or move it. So that you make sure it gets done. Because what happens if it doesn't get done, Anthony? Uh, you you drop the ball, I guess, uh, and things don't pick up on the back end. So things are moving fast now, but uh, mm-hmm. you don't. It's like, I'm going so fast, everything's so good, now I'm broke. Yep. <laughs> I, think <it's> harder, <laughs> I think it's harder, though, for real estate agents because our schedule is so flexible. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I the time blocking is, is more important in our industry yeah. than, because we used to time block at other jobs that I've had. It just wasn't called that, and you just had to do it. But, you had a regular eight to five or whatever job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And you you also, when you get into real estate, your friends think you're available all the time. And it's like, hey, let's go golf. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And you're like, okay. <coughs> Whoops. <laughs> yep. Well, you just time block for your golfing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can still do fun things, but it's like, if you need to be doing that, it's like, okay, well, I need to do my, you know, calls before golf. And you Jen definitely said. Or well golfing. need to let people know that, you know, during this time, you're going to be out. Um, mm-hmm. That's fine. I mean, that's like with anything, you know. Yep. 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 How is time blocking going for you? Good. So like an undergrad, I was the queen of let's <laughs> fill out this planner for two hours of my week with school and homework. But that was just a way to avoid what I had to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was yeah. familiar with the concept. However, implementing it, um, I wouldn't say I was a pro at. And then once I started in real estate, you're right. The flexibility um, can be a blessing and a curse. I um, sometimes have a short attention span. So what Mm -hmm. I've had to do is time block kind of two options in my day, um, which can be helpful too when, you know, a crisis does come up and you have to deal with it right then and there. Right, you pivot. So um, I've I've learned how to do it. I enjoy it. Um, I am a planner. It's just like doing it afterwards. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting there. I like it. All right. That's the biggest str- struggle for me is the, the short attention span. Like, you have it blocked, you mean to have it blocked, and then the phone starts dinging, and you're like, right. uh, I got to touch that. Pavlov's <laughs> mm-hmm. dog. Yep, 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 pretty much. <laughs> dinging. Someone's loving me. What do I need? Which so your phone lights up and you look at it. Somebody needs me now. Right. <laughs> and thinking about, you know, seven things at once in real estate can be a, a good thing, too, you know? Because yep. you are juggling, let's say, seven current hot clients or buyers um but that's why time blocking is important so you can get back to you know the back end stuff that isn't always top of mind i just find it funny that you use the reference of seven i know (laughs) i use it all the time it's my favorite number good number Mm -hmm. yeah it's good but we anthony and i were just talking about like you might want to just turn off those notifications or turn the you know the ringer off for an hour so it's like okay i have to focus in because, I, I mean, if you don't look at your emails for a day and then you go in and you check your emails and your texts, almost always you're able to deal with it later. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were expecting, like, Anthony just got an offer accepted, like, right before the podcast started. So, when he was <laughs> expecting that, he, yeah, don't don't turn your phone off for that. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, uh, usually you have a little bit more flexibility with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we also were kind of talking about relaxing and being able to let yourself relax when you're in real estate or anything. Like, how do you give yourself permission? Oh, man, I start every morning with a comedy podcast, a walk with the dog, and just relax. And then I I let my brain shut down for a half an hour before it starts up, and I get after it. Uh, commutes to showings, comedy podcast music, no phone, it's all off. Like, I can't do it all at once, so that's, like, my my happy time. <laughs> what, are your, what are your comedy podcasts that you like? Oh, I like Bad Friends, uh, Whiskey Ginger, both with Andrew Santino. Um, this past weekend, um, I have a lot of them. I could go on <laughs> for a while, but um, just stuff to make me laugh, kind of forget about stuff that's going on. And um, for, like, five to ten minutes, I have it in the background of my phone. I can just turn it on. Get a few things quick, laugh, and then get back at things. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. 
Yeah. What about Tooth? Oh, I'm huge into podcasts too. So, um, do you listen to Two Bears One Cave? Sounds good. Uh, that one, <laughs> I I love both of those guys, but I haven't been on that one yet. I'm I'm juggling a few, so I catch them every week. I just haven't gotten on. You got to juggle a bunch because if <laughs> you never run out, then um, yeah, huge podcast person. Kind of the same thing. I let myself enjoy um, the time that my phone isn't going off twenty four seven. Um, commutes. Seven. <laughs> I know. Um, commutes Dang. to showings are big too. I don't text and drive. It's a hard, fast rule for me. Um, so I have no problem, you know, turning on my favorite podcast yeah. and driving that 25 minutes, not getting back to people. <laughs> I will eventually, but it is like the, my, you know, my time. Um, you know, I don't know. I just allowing yourself to have that time is important and especially it, uh, with real estate agents, Saturdays and Sundays are really big for showings. And that's typically when all your friends and family are free. So kind of juggling, um, you know, Having that life. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> finding that balancing act. I just told Jen this week, um, I had family in town, but I had to get an offer in. So I just set it as a draft in my, in my phone and had it ready for when I needed to send it in and just got everything done ahead of time. Yeah. So it's basically after planning you were done ahead. the Badger game, you yes. could just hit send. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to write it right then. Exactly. So it, I think planning ahead is actually key for everything, really, because, again, with the whole Saturday, Sunday, if, I, you know, if you have friends in town or whatever, whatever it is, just do your hour of power at 8 or 9 a.m. Like, and that helps also with allowing yourself to relax because you can check that box. So. You it, seem to like the phrase pockets of chill. You want to tell me about pockets of chill time? Well, it's kind of like what we talked about earlier. You just kind of circle back. Whenever you find a, a moment of time where you can't be glued to your phone or something, that's that's your little pocket of chill time where you can just turn on your podcast for five or ten minutes, relax. If you're walking somewhere doing something. Uh, P-O-C? Should we call it that? Yeah, we can call P-O-C? it that. POC? You need some POC. <laughs> Chill pockets. Every once in a while. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yes. But no, every once in a while when, you, when you're digging into something for a couple hours at a time, you need to take a step back, let your brain breathe a little bit so you can get back in and you're not fumbling over things or missing things just by not letting your brain breathe. So. That's funny. In the back side of my cup, I just read it. It says, you are the best part of your day. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. You are the best part of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talked a little bit before that you were waiting to hear about an offer. I know yes. both of you guys kind of have some waiting to hear for offer stories. You want to tell us about those? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Or? Sure. Should we get into the whole details of it? Uh, edited, maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, I think it's important to talk about the process of waiting to hear back from an offer. And um, something that happens pretty often is you'll get a call from the listing agent saying there are multiple offers on the table. Is this your highest and best? And, um, you know, that's typically a conversation you'll have with your buyer. But you also want to get back to them and let them know the situation now that there's multiple offers on the table. So um, it's a matter of having that conversation and sometimes they choose not to go up and it can lead to the conclusion of, well, maybe I'm just not as in love with the house as I thought I was. Um, And then you wait. And (laughs) (laughs) so that happened this week. Uh, My buyers went to bed thinking 
they didn't have a house and they woke up with a house. So that's just something um, to kind of consider when you're putting in offers. Um, And, you know, they're happy with it. They went in at the price they're comfortable with and they got it with the price that they're comfortable with. But I just kind of wanted to talk about the buyer's mentality when they're waiting to hear back. And I think number one is, you know, you put an offer in, let's be excited and hopeful. Woohoo! Right. (laughs) So. But then you think that it's not going to get accepted and then they start looking at a different house. Exactly. Thinking this isn't this. And then they wake up and then they get it and they're like, do they want it? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, and I thank God I was in a case where they were happy and excited about it. But, um, that's kind of the thing of holding on to hope because, if your mind goes somewhere else when you're going to bed, you know, it's quite a, a shock to wake up with the house. So I like to give people answers at like that same evening if I can. So when we have listings, it's like, okay, well, we're going to present at eight and we're going to let you know. Right. That's what I like to do because when people have to sit overnight too long. <laughs> yeah. And the buyers can get antsy and sometimes um, they talk themselves out of it sometimes. Oh, exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm, I would say I'm that personality type where it's like maybe never mind I don't want it and it's like okay it's 11 p.m. and they probably are you know like and you're gonna get it at 1104 right so <laughs> it's just one of those things be confident in your choice you went in at that price on purpose you're comfortable with it and you know you put an offer in for a reason so mm-hmm. yep. yeah and I think that's that's huge what you said having just being confident and having faith and not immediately starting to search for another home. Exactly. Because yeah. when, when you go through a few um, and you just barely get beat out, um, it's easy to think, well, we'll put an offer in, but I'm not going to get it. So we're just going to keep looking. And I actually had that conversation with my people who got their home accepted today or their offer accepted today. Um, they're like, well, if we don't hear back, should we just start looking now? I'm like, ah, just wait. Stop. Just wait. Just I wait. I think that's part of a setting in the expectations too. Yeah. Planting seeds ahead of time. Just letting you know, hey, we probably won't hear tonight. Mm-hmm. Just hang on. Well, <laughs> I was, I, I did have a conversation with this list agent. I, we wrote an offer. Uh, there was another one on the table and I countered. Um, he had some prior engagements going on and I sent everything over. All he had to do was present and have it signed. But then another offer snuck in at night. <laughs> so then we wrote another counter this morning, extending binding acceptance. And luckily it went through, but it was a little Woo-hoo! bit of a whirlwind, but it was good. Good. So yep. sometimes you just got to let them know. It's going to work out. We just got to keep a few extra steps. So, Yeah, not that long ago we had one where it was like we had one on the table. We thought that we would get more, but the one that was on the table was saying you have to answer us by noon. And we knew that the other ones weren't even looking until 3 o'clock, but they claimed that they were going to be writing. So it was like, okay, seller, you know, what? what is your comfort level? But the first offer had a closing date in it that they didn't like. So it was kind of like, if you want that closing date, let's just grab that. Otherwise, we're going to be countering that offer anyway. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just wait? And so they did end up waiting, and they were rewarded for waiting financially. So Sure. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's stressful because they're kind of like, what if we don't get another one? What do we do? It's like, well, let's take a breath. <laughs> so that's what we did. Are you breathing for us, Mr. Man? <laughs> it's a specialty. Yeah. So I, I specialize in breathing. <laughs> I'm an <a> expert. <sighs> <laughs> so let's talk about highest and best. Yes. What, um, when people come back to you and say highest and best, what kind of situations is that? And what do we do with that information? 
So what's the conversation sound like? Well, I'll talk about my interpretation is they like my offer, but they want to know if they can else. get a little more money for it, right? <clears throat> you know, because it can be that, but it could, could just be, be the other be agent somehow. trying to give you a heads up like, hey, oh. Well, and it's a wink, mm-hmm. wink, but. Um, well, not necessarily a wink, wink that you've got it. It's more of like, hey. Right. There's other. Yeah. There, there's other stuff happening. Like, um, you going to do better or what? Exactly. Um, <laughs> there's stuff coming through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, do you want to run us through that conversation with the buyer? I mean, I had my first counter the other night was over um, interest rate. So that was my highest investment. We did end up going higher with our offer price, but I think it was more interest rate than anything. And then he's like, we still have some stuff coming through. So that's when you know that we need to double down. You have that conversation with your buyer and say, are we willing to go a little bit higher and give ourselves some cushion? It depends how much you love this home. So, um, again, you just have to circle back and you can be straightforward and ask like, what areas are I mi- am I missing? Some agents will straight up be like, it's a little weak here. Some agents won't. Luckily mine was awesome to work with for the most part. Um, minus the <laughs> six hours or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been up anyways, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know about your past experiences, but for me, the back and forth has been pretty good so far. Everyone's been pretty open. Yeah, I agree. I think so, you know, and you, by the time you're writing offers with your buyers, you know them. And so um, I had an experience where my buyer liked to think very logically, have all the information in front of them and then make a decision. So when I came back to her and said, is this your highest and best? I came back with comps at that price. I came back with, you know, ranches in that location. I came back with Um, you know, all basically facts in front of her to make her feel confident in her decision and what that has looked like at that price in this neighborhood, Um, which I think can be helpful. It helps people, you know, basically have more faith that they're not overpaying for a house or whatever it may be. So, yeah. So they realize there's some numbers behind it that definitely makes things a lot clearer sometimes. Absolutely. So let's talk about real estate and holidays. I don't know if you guys have had a ton of holidays. We've but had holidays, but. Yeah, well. In real holidays. estate. <laughs> so, um, Matt. What? How many times have we had folks wanting to write Too many. offers on holidays? A lot. Like. New Year's Eve, you know, I mean, Christmas. We, we celebrate Christmas, so we've, we've definitely had people that have wanted to write offers on Fourth Christmas. Fourth of July. And and think Memorial that they're Day, going to get Labor presented Day. by the other agent. <coughs> Did I miss any holidays yet? <laughs> Sundays. 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 <laughs> so not to backtrack, but I did see a lot of open houses this past Fourth of July, which I thought was yeah. interesting. But mm-hmm. open houses on holidays, they're either really good or not really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like a fifty fifty flip. And the same thing goes for holidays that are like Father's Day, Father's Mother's, Day, Mother's Day, Day, things yeah. like that. People will be like, Oh, it's Mother's Day, we shouldn't do it. Well, sometimes all the moms and the kids have nothing to do and they're like, Let's go open house shopping and then they buy a house. Yeah. But other times you are just alone. <laughs> <laughs> so with your baked cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like sometimes that's nice though. Right. <laughs> there's your hour power right there. <laughs> I like very quiet open house. <laughs> Said no one ever. But maybe your dad. Yeah, maybe my dad. He he likes to read the paper. There so you go. I mean our I mean It's his pocket of chill. 
Open houses, Wall Street Journal. Reading the paper. Oh. Yeah, he gives me every oh. day. I get his Wall Street Journal because he wants me to share it with my children. <laughs> it's it's his gift to them. I think we have a bunch that need to be burned. We're <laughs> <laughs> starting fires. Uh, luckily, the kids like to After learn, the and they love the grandpa, so it's good. But <laughs> yeah, all of those things. All right, who's a DIY person? You like to do it yourself with projects. From my experience, or are you talking about with buyers or just, just in you. general? I'm just talking about like projects and doing stuff and crafty stuff. We'll talk about DIY buyers in a second. Just in general, I am uh, the yes dear person. She, my <laughs> wife is a crafter. She's like, we're going to do this, this. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be orange for how long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of stuff uh, does she? I, I, in, when you're on Zoom, it's, it looks like a craft room that you're in. Kind of, yeah. Everything is an ongoing project at our house. We, she, <laughs> <laughs> she, we always have ideas going for like different kind of like cabinets and stuff that she wants to paint and do things like that, move things around. She's got different So are you boards. handy? It's semi. I mean, I'm you not like I'm Bob Vila, but I do all right. <laughs> is he still around? I don't dead. know. You'd boy have to Bob. Google him. <laughs> hmm. This old house? Is it oh, too it old for replaced. Our, too old for our listeners? Nice. I think you hit the demo spot on. I'm nice. just impressed with the reference. <laughs> 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 All right. What about you? Do you like crafts and projects and... Personally, no. Mm -hmm. My mom. <laughs> personally, yeah. No. I'd rather, like, uh, you know, turnkey. Like, I would rather <laughs> everything set. Um, my mom's a big crafter, like... Oh, you go to card conventions like craft room like card conventions like she will just like, you know, what's the latest and newest and making cards and she'll go to it. It's Reading really, really yeah. craft or yeah. card. Conventions? I had a client yeah. who, who did a whole bunch of stuff with cards and it was like she loved to do the art and make people happy with yeah. all of her cards. Yeah. Our basement looks like a Hobby Lobby, but um <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just not my, I'm not handy. I feel like I break things a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should become handy so you can fix the things I you know. break. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is so. your SIG other handy? My, uh, my partner? His SIG other? Yeah. Um, no, he's not. So mm. oh we're kind of helpless. Oh like, if we, if, <laughs> no, gen, like, Amazon. genuinely, if a, got a flat tire, we, we'd have to call someone because we couldn't take care of that. I feel that. Do you have an insurance company that covers that? I think I have a AAA card or something. <laughs> hey, Google, how far can I drive on three oh, wheels? Yeah. yeah. Will it start my car on fire? Yeah. Well, just to make her feel better, who here can change a tire? Uh, I tried to kick one. That's not I a good tried one. To, I tried You're to a couple months help ago. Emily once. Oh, boy. I, I, I think if I was trapped, I would Not try and figure it out. Not a chance you would ever figure it out. I might figure it out. Not a chance. I mean, when, I'm, say, when, when, the hey screws, no, when the screws are to me, I can usually figure it out, or I could run, or I'd come up with an alternative for that situation. You it might not, not be the tire. car tire. I would somehow not be not stranded on the side of the road. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Some you nice person. I'm cute. Nice would people would be like, yourself. you need help, and I'd be like, I need help. Yeah, that's what I would do, probably. Yeah, that <laughs> happened to me. Like, in, I was on a road trip to Arizona, and it was like 2 a.m., and a tire went out. I, ha I was too, I was, I mean, I'm young. I didn't, I'm a single female, so I called the cops, and I was like, can you come <laughs> pick me up? 
And they were like, I guess. <laughs> and they, I went to a motel and I got it towed in the morning because that's just. Well, tonight when you want to fall asleep, go get your owner's man and have your glove box. <laughs> Find out where your spare tire is. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. was in the, the car with you when the tire went on the Camaro. And who was reading the instructions? This girl. Well, the problem wasn't the instruction. The problem was the tire iron did not fit the actual lug nuts. Yeah, yeah I, that's was, yeah. I was reading the instructions, and he's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm like, but it says. But it says. I know what it says. Yeah. <laughs> As semis are flying by us on the But the guy did come, and he put the donut on because we were able to he drive had, it. He had some, a tire iron. Yeah, he had a different tire iron. I the, mean, the place we bought the tire or the car from had a... Had some other cars tire iron in there. Yeah, and it's a well, 1995, so it's not <laughs> yeah. like it's especially on the interstate. Car. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Ha- having yeah. to change your tire on the interstate, <laughs> people don't pull over. Hmm. It's not fun. We should put a YouTube clip at the end of this podcast. How to change? How to change the tire? I'll watch it. There you go. How to change one on the Explorer? Yeah. And my RX-7. And always Those bring an extra are. jack because the ones that they come with, yeah, d- those yeah. things always bend. Yes. If you're in the snow, it's impossible. I would be afraid that I wouldn't be strong enough to get the like bolt things off. Although now our insurance actually, you just call them, they come fix it for you. For reals? Yep. Yeah. We'll just do that instead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wrapping it back around <laughs> to DIY, um, what about do-it-yourself buyers. I've heard that you've had some experience with people telling you, I just want to do it all myself. Yeah, like, and it's almost like do it all themselves, like in the search process, which I'm, I want to um, emphasize that as agents, like we can be, you know, of great help in that area. And I've noticed it's typically young first-time home buyers. And I don't know if it's, um, they just don't know what it all entails yet, so that's they why... They think you cost money, you're expensive. Right, mm-hmm. which isn't the case. Um, so, you know, what I've just done is, like, I can see some things that you can't see on your end, or I know the neighborhood, you know, like, let me use my profession to help you in this, um, you know, home buying process that you're going through. And I through. know about houses that you may not be able to see on Zillow yet. Oh, exactly, yeah. So that's just been something that's come up a bit. Um, do you think they just want to have more hands-on? Like some buyers just want to be more hands-on in the search? Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I don't know, just being in control, I guess, is probably a big factor in it. That, and like you said, everything comes with a price. They just assume that it's probably going to cost them to have us work for them. And yeah. um, again, it's what we do. And I, what I've been noticing time and time after again, when you have the do-it-yourself um, buyers is they'll send you listings that are sold, already have yeah, they're sold offers. or have offers and then they get really um, disheartened they're like oh man there's Frustrated. nothing out there it's oh. like well I You're can look in the wrong thing. place exactly exactly so yeah. <laughs> tell go. us about that <laughs> <laughs> our website has what instead what? it updates quicker every yeah. 15 yeah. minutes it's yeah. very very mm-hmm. useful and, and I can't tell you how many times I send that link out a day because <laughs> yeah. yeah, and but it also will show if something's <coughs> contingent. So it's like yeah. you know if you know there's a great potential for heartbreak and that you're not going to be able to get into it because there's probably an offer on it. Right. So I yeah. always ask, are you using the link that I sent you? Like, well, no, but use it. <laughs> right. Please it use it. <laughs> keep you from breaking your heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's really Truly. hard when you see, I mean, I hear the calls because I do listen to the calls and then people are like, oh, <laughs> it's like, use our website, use our website. Right. Yeah. Last so. week I had someone send me a string of like 12 homes or something like that. And we were able to see four of them. Like all of these are off the table. So mm-hmm. let's, so I, just, I had to sit down with them and kind of go through the best avenues to check things out. But mm-hmm. I mean, it happens a lot more than you'd think. You know? Yep. That happened to me this past week too. And it was they probably sent in five or six houses. Everyone was off the table. And this is when it becomes important for me to know your criteria and your price point because I can be proactive and find you those listings if you don't want to use our website. <laughs> and, um, you know, Home find you all com. those houses that <laughs> hometeamforyou.com would have. Um, and, you know, that way I can I can get you into a house that is available. So, um, again, it's just important to know that even the DIY buyers, like, let's do it together then, you know, be a part of this process, but, you know, let me help. Yep. So once you've found the right house and you're trying to figure out when do we place the offer, we've got all of the different things that can happen with sellers when they're reviewing competitions, open houses, when do you wait, when do you just put it on the table, what are some uh, scenarios that you guys have dealt with? We were just talking about this. If they're not reviewing offers all at one time, like if it's as they come, get in as soon as possible. <laughs> you want to get it in. But if they're presenting all at one time or after, say, an open house, uh, like you were saying earlier, Seven, before we yep. started, sometimes it's worth it to wait so the list agent or the seller can't use that as leverage and say we have X amount of offers on the table. So devil's advocate, mm-hmm. you wait because you don't want them to use it as leverage, but the seller accepts an offer prior to when they said they were going to because a really great offer came in that would have actually been worse than yours. Or they've already <laughs> leveraged all the other offers that have come in. Yeah. There's something you can do on <clears throat> on the back end where the agent gets notified if the house has an offer put on it which I have done multiple times when buyers are super interested in a house. So, you know, hoping that they don't accept it within the first 10 minutes of receiving it, you can kind of have your offer ready to go um, and ready to send in the moment someone else has it in, which is what we did for that open house property um, this past week. What was it that was dinging at you? Yeah, tell me that. What? (laughs) How did you know, like, when to send it in? Well, the listing agent called me in this case, but you can, there's like a setting where you can click the button saying, let me know if an offer is put on this house. Mm -hmm. But if if that happens, that's too late. As in they accepted it? Mm -hmm. We'll have to look at that. Probably too late, yeah. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be put in place to encourage other people to put offers on it? I'll have to look at it. I'm pretty sure it's once an offer is just placed, but we can look into it. Yeah. Interesting. All the fun things. Yeah, that'll be definitely a nice little tool. <laughs> I've used it a few times. Really? Yes. Yeah, and, and the listing agent just calls you and says, hey, I saw you wanted to know there's an offer on the table. Oh, I see what you're saying. And oh. you call your buyers and say there's an offer on the table. So this is something through showing time. Yep. See, nice. you taught us something. It's, <laughs> oh, I think you nice have to have agent, listing agents that are apparently technology savvy that yeah. you can say that sure. to check that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of the, you know, ask for feedback after you oh, showed sure. that house. Ah. Oh, so give your feedback. Yeah, that is another thing. It's really important to give feedback. 
because right now we're in a seller's market, but when we're in a buyer's market, listings don't necessarily fly off the market and listings do expire. And if you give feedback and it's positive, that agent might want to list with you sometime in the future instead of who they were with. But if you say, wow, that house was awful and it smelled bad and blah, 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 <laughs> probably not. So honest feedback, but be kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. All right. So um, inspections. Are you guys still seeing people wanting to not do inspections or what's happening with that? I, I always go over this with everyone that I'm working with. The last people that I was working with, they were steadfast on inspection. And, you know, we obviously just got it today. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Thank you. You're welcome. I think it was the, the it. Paul Records analysis. Uh, the one that last came out, it was like, the last one that I saw, I think it was like 40% are coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, with inspections? Without or with? Or without? Yeah. Yeah. With or without? I think 40 was, were coming through without, and it's kind of leaning more towards inspection. Yep. Um, it's kind of slowing down a little bit. So, I don't know. I, it, it depends on. It's like, not crazy bananas. It's yeah. solid. Yeah. <laughs> depends on the, the scenario and how many offers are on the table and what's going on and Okay, well, um, why don't we play Princess Jen? Let's do a scenario. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Princess Jen. I need a Princess Jen sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to make one. Let's wah, see what this wah, one does. Wah. Oh, no, no. That's not <laughs> you always pick that same button. I only got eight buttons. <laughs> but you pick that same one every time. <laughs> oh, there you go. All I right. I that one. I vote for that one. No. Crickets? Same nah. one you just picked. No, it's not. It's, like, it's different. It's slightly it's different. Oh, yeah. Something a little fruitier. <laughs> Ooh, princess. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jenna's yeah. in the club. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with this for now. Woo! Uh, All right, everybody. It's time for Princess Jen. <laughs> <laughs> coming to the stage. You missed your calling as a DJ. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, no. I won't get back up. It will all be real bad. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no more right. Princess Jen. Yeah, she's, she's just left the building. Uh. Um, all right, so inspections. You have a scenario, both of you, and uh, there are multiple offers on the table, and the agent said that they are going to be reviewing this evening, and your client is really worried about uh, that the basement leaks. What do you do with inspection? Well, you go through, you check your all of your reports, your real estate condition reports and things, things like that and see if there's a it base history. It used to leak history. a long time ago. What was that? The real estate in condition report said that it used to leak, but it Previous hasn't years, for a long only time. Only in heavy rains. Mm-hmm. Only in heavy rains. I actually just had that too as well. <laughs> and they did want the inspection. Um, um, I mean, those are things that you have to bring up and go over with your buyer. How... Badly, do you want the home? How far are you willing to push? Mm-hmm. And then you let them know this will make your offer stronger. So I don't want the house if it leaks, Anthony. Well, if there's a history of leaking, I'd say that we write it in. Um, but just know that it can make your offer. It, it can make your offer. Can I get out of my better. offer if it leaks? Or the inspector says that it leaks, Anthony? When are you yeah. going to see when it leaks? You can write that in. Well. You can be out over the hose. We're going to do our inspection when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to write that in too. I mean, we can, 
I can write in anything that you <laughs> want, but it's not ideal. You know? <laughs> You're like, it could be a long stretch of sun, Princess Jen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you would be inclined to try and do the inspection. I would be inclined to do the inspection. If you're dead, if you're dead fast against making sure that it's not going to leak and there's no foundation issues, I don't want to write something where you're going to have a potential problem down the line and then we come back and, you know, you're just disappointed. Um, for me, I'm maybe a little overprotective. I just want to make sure everything's covered, all the bases are covered. If you're not as worried about that um, and it's, you know, the foundation is solid and there's things like mechanical things that could go wrong, I'd say way of inspection and go for... UHP or Universal Home Protection Plan, but um, with s- certain things like foundation, things like that, I'd write it in. How's an inspector going to find out if it leaks or not? Well, you—that's a phenomenal question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can inspect foundation for cracks and, and fault lines and just areas of where it would be weak, correct? And they can look at the um, grading. The yeah, grading. Mm-hmm. The, like. Yeah, there's a lot the of telltale ta- signs. Downspouts, yeah. when, when you clog gutters. Yeah. You can see past water damage. You can mm-hmm. see where water has been. Like if there's any kind of wood or paneling, and there's a line about right here. That's not good. Uh, there'll be so cracks in windows. <laughs> like the liner you're talking line off the table. Well, if there's any line. <laughs> like this is a big line. This is a flood. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you can see that if it smells moldy. Mm-hmm. That could be something. You have cracks. Right. I was just, mm-hmm. you know. No sump pump. <laughs> mm-hmm. How I would deal with Princess Jen is, you know, <laughs> same with, you know, That's Anthony. <laughs> well, it's important. Matt, you're next. <laughs> I agree with Anthony in the sense of it's important that your buyer knows you're in their corner. You are not trying to trap them in a deal mm-hmm. where if it leaks, they're out of luck. Mm-hmm. If Princess Jen doesn't have a boat. That <laughs> <laughs> you know and if they were concerned about the basement kind of what you're saying you can look for those red flags um when you when you did the showing you can look in the basement how many humidif- dehumidifiers are down there mm-hmm. and this would smell right exactly and there's there's things you can consider and then just deal with the facts the facts are there's multiple offers on the table your offer you know to put nicely would be weaker with the inspection but if that's a deal breaker, then add the inspection because don't trap yourself in a deal that you don't want to be in. So Especially if Princess Jen buys the house and then uh, two months later gets a heavy downfall. Right. Exactly. Leaks. And who's going to get a call? <coughs> and Princess Jen's attorney. Right. Call yes. them. Could be the king. <laughs> Could be the king. King. Porn. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you were just talking about smells, and I think smells are actually kind of an interesting topic when it comes to real estate stuff. That's and your I, left turn. Well, <laughs> I know, but it's, you don't really think about it, but if you just sort of take a second, there's so many different things that you can think about or you're going to talk about with your client by just you walk in, mm-hmm. and does it smell like mothballs? Does it smell like animal? Does it smell like water? Does it smell like air freshener? Does it smell like air mm-hmm. freshener? Like all of those smells kind of cue you into something. So is there anything that you guys can think of that you would want to chat about? I have so much to say about this. I worked <laughs> with a buyer who is particularly sensitive to mm-hmm. smells. So that was a topic of conversation in every house that we looked at. Um, <laughs> something to kind of recognize is what, 
freshly shampooed carpets smell like. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can falsely present There's as mold. like water or mildew, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. So that's something to consider when you're looking at a house that just came on the market yesterday. Mm-hmm. They most likely shampooed their carpets. Um, you know, smell for mold, basements. Like I said, that recognizing the dehumidifiers and doesn't always cover up the smell. Um, you can smell if, you know, a plug-in is covering up a wet dog scent in the mud room or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So yeah. there's a lot of things you can kind of look for and it's topics. The best to is the about. air freshener in the uh, filter, furnace filter trick. Mm. Or spraying the furnace filter. Or like a dryer sheet in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've... Sp- for breeze. Put mm-hmm. a little bit of fresh linen on some furnace filters before. Mm-hmm. Well, what about if people have a lot of candles lit? Oh. What does that do? <laughs> it can be a bit Seance. too much. It, de- it depends on the person who comes through, but it can be off-putting. I mean, It can be off-putting, but I, a lot of people, at least what I would see, is they would be like, what are they trying to hide? Why do they have those candles lit? <laughs> yeah, I, I've had buyers One candle's ask okay, that, too. It's a 12 candles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and some people that really are holding, <laughs> yeah, yeah if they're really trying to hide something, there will be like 12 candles, and you're like... I just like candles, though. I have 12 candles going in my one-bedroom apartment <sighs> on a daily basis. I, 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 I really what like What are you candles. hiding? <laughs> yeah, I really like Two candles cats. going, oh, too. I despise but the candles. <laughs> yeah. I know. I have to get more candles. <laughs> I love candles. <laughs> I do, too. That's my victory. It's like I got my house clean. Victory. Yep. Candle. Can I blow it out right after that, then? And, and he does. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, stop. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. And he just has kind of given up a little bit until I'm not looking, and then he'll blow it out. <laughs> but now well, she'll, she'll light the candle, and she'll walk away and, like, not come back downstairs. That, I like, that, that's on purpose. You <laughs> you know, that's because I love you. It smells the best so when you much. blow it out. That's no, the best moment. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's like, so like, it releases, like, a little... Pfft. Like fire. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I like the smell of fire. I don't know, but you're a pyro. I just put cap on it. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, Uh-oh. earlier you had a an incident with some blinds, and that got us all kind of talking <laughs> about blinds. You want to clue us in? Besides as to what the happened? Uh, delivery person dropping them heavily on the concrete driveway. Yeah, we ha- Matt likes to. He has a video everywhere outside on our house, so. He was showing us all video of this driver lovingly. It wasn't lovingly. <laughs> lovingly <laughs> tossing. I don't think there's any knee being bent. <laughs> Setting those down. Yeah, it was kind of like kaboom. <laughs> but we are getting a bunch of blinds. And um, <laughs> they apparently don't have cords anymore. No, they're cordless uh, up and down. And that got us all kind of talking about cats. cords and cats <laughs> and blinds and all of the different things that uh, we do. And I was thinking immediately that not having a cord is awesome because I always used to have to go around and before I turned on my Roomba, make sure all the little cords <laughs> were up high enough so it didn't suck them in. <laughs> so anybody else? Am I alone? They just bug me. I don't really have a reason <laughs> not to have them. I just don't I just like, like when cords. they're on the ground. They're just... Like I have him by my dog's bowl and stuff. I'm always worried about him getting trapped up in them. And I have some with and some without. And I just prefer the ones without. I can't believe they didn't do it earlier. <laughs> yeah, I have two cats. And I was saying earlier, you know, they like to play with them at like 3 a.m. And it can be quite loud. So I have to command to What's the deal up. with cats being up all night? Like well, they're nocturnal. Oh, are they? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do they do during the day then? They sleep. sleep. Are you kidding? This is why we do not have cats. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <clears throat> well, I mean, they're like they're house cats now, so but cats sleep like twenty hours a day. That explains a lot. But at three a.m., they like to play with my blinds, and so that's why I, would I don't have, like I would them. Have a squirt bottle right next to my bed. <laughs> I do. I do. You spray them? Yes, absolutely. Does with it work? water. And no, they're they're brave now. They're like spray me. You're like shower time, lady. Yeah. Three a.m. They're like, oh, she's up to play. You're like, no. <laughs> Anthony, do you have pets? I have a dog. Yeah, so yeah mm-hmm. that's where to go. Yeah. But yes, I had a cat growing up. I had two cats growing up, and I don't remember that at all. Like, Those are some lazy cats, though. <laughs> yeah. Our cats were really lazy. Smokey and Cinders. They have strong personalities. It's, it's interesting how cats are so different. Are yours up in the middle of the night? Yeah. Buffy is the worst. So Vampire <laughs> Slayer. That's what she's named after. Oh. For real. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she does this thing where she wants to wake you up, and... So she pulls out one claw and goes and gets your lip. Oh, oh man, that that's would the be worst. Across uh, the room. She knows just how to do it, too. It's not like doesn't leave a mark or anything. Just like, hey, why don't you get up a little bit? And then the other cat's been like learning the trick and he's tried it a couple times on me, too. And I'm like, oh, you little <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they have this weird thing. They like three, four in the morning. It's like, hey. What's up? The sun's going to be up soon. Why aren't you up soon? What's going on? And oh. Buffy, too, like, if I sleep in, if I sleep in until, like, 6.30, she's just screaming at me, like, why are you still sleeping? Get up. Get up. We could use Buffy, like, to wake up some of our, you know, agents and stuff. So they wake <laughs> oh, up early. And 8 a.m. 8 a.m. shift. 8 a.m. shift. <laughs> but like, oh, my God. If you are late or you miss a call, Buffy it will be over. Puffy. <laughs> and Buffy the, won't the like you. Agent Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> State Slayer. Yeah. Anthony's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I think it's just a pet thing. It doesn't matter when you wake up. They're always going to wake you up five minutes before you're going to get up. Yep. Sadie will actually <laughs> lay on the floor until she hears us up and moving. And she won't come up on the bed until usually she yeah. knows. Like, if she sees me move, then she's like, Love me now. <laughs> but um, other than that, lucky. she doesn't come up. <laughs> but Once Jen leaves the room, she'll stay up by me until I'm, I like get up and I'm like, all right, let's go get breakfast. And then she'll hop up and run downstairs. Yeah, she knows. This morning she went downstairs, though, earlier. I told her to go eat her breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that I feed her. Like, I feed her and I make sure that she goes out and does all of that. She's, I don't know if you noticed, she's actually been playing us for uh, treats lately. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll go home, I'll get home and she'll want a treat. And then the kids will get home and she'll want a treat. And then you get home and she'll want a treat. we're not coming home at the same time. <laughs> so she's mm-hmm. like, and she, normally she's very relaxed. But when she wants a treat, she's we gotta like, record now. That. We'll record that. She like TikTok. freaks out, does like a dance. And you're like, hold on. Tonight we'll do that. We'll record that. But like if he's there to tell me I already gave her one, then she doesn't get another one. And she just does the sad face. And oh. it's like, girl. Mm-mm. The dance is kind of funny because all four of her paws are off the ground at the same time. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. like jumping. <laughs> Yeah, she gets really excited, but our cats. My cat does. Castiel does the same thing. He plays us in the morning for breakfast. He does. He acts like he hasn't been fed. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you just got fed. And we have to like constantly like, did you feed him? Like, yes, (laughs) he's just playing you. Yep, my cats do it too. My boyfriend doesn't live with me, but he'll come over 
moment he walks in the door, they're all up on his leg, yeah. like, yeah. how? Never been fed. Yeah. And I get questioned, like, are you starving them? No, I'm not starving them. They just ate. They're just smart. Yes. They know you. Sadie, I made uh, smoked uh, beef jerky on the smoker. And Sadie now thinks that we're eating her treats. <laughs> and she's like wildly jealous of him. Oh, He's no. eating this stuff yeah. and she's like, what the hell? Because yeah. <laughs> when you smoke jerky, it looks just like they're her treats. It's bacon! It's so bacon! Funny. Bacon! Bacon! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Weren't we talking about blinds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about blinds. But uh, so maybe we should do a video of Matt putting blinds up and how many swear words come out. So I just <laughs> I just learned about the the up downs. Really? Yeah, I didn't know the, they exist. My brother told me he's like, oh, when yeah. you get your house, you got to have up down blinds. Yeah. I'm like, what? is that what we got? Yeah, I don't Thanks think you can buy them not up down anymore. What like, are not up downs? So just reg- so you could have ones that are fixed rail on the top, mm-hmm. and you just pull them down. Mm-hmm. So so you could pull down from the top and also have from the oh. top. So you can oh. like I've seen those. in the top, but the neighbor won't see you in your robe. Right? Yeah, I've that. seen those. Those are cool. Or you could put it all the way up, and the neighbor could see you in a robe, and you could have no sunlight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had a house where it <laughs> welcome did to the that. show. <laughs> I can't see anything. But you had cords <laughs> on both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a lot harder because then you never remembered like which ones up and which ones down, <laughs> and you. Mm, yeah. It's kind of fun watching Jen do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a hard the time with blinds. I, that, that was my participation when you just said we were getting some blinds. I was like, I would like the kind with no cords that I can go up or down and push, and they're easy. Oh, we ordered these online, so we'll see how that works out. Yeah, and they're probably broken and potentially wet. Oh, oh so. wow. Wow. <laughs> Must be Italian. They, <laughs> I, I just want the smart blinds. We've we had, had those that. before. You had that? Yeah. Back when they first like first came out came out, we were the window was like above like a staircase so you couldn't and get it. And it was a huge window. Like it was, it was be too six heavy window. to like push. Was it and worth it? Well, well you press a button and it goes down or up. We we didn't but, have kids back then. But they're battery operated. <laughs> yeah. So every six months or so you're up on a ladder changing the batteries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did that. That was back when we had our like nine thousand dollar plasma T V. Got Remember it. that? Yeah. Plasma gigantic plasma first, TV because I didn't want to have plasma. Yeah. Are any no cords anywhere. And this this was before yeah, people did those did only that. last for like three years and yeah. burn out? Yeah. <laughs> Ours lasted <laughs> forever. Yeah. Like they had a separate we, we like had box it. that controlled the TV. Yeah. But yeah. Matt figured out how to run it all back into a closet. So we had no cords because that was my goal in life. We weren't gonna have any cords. Nice. And that's why that's I wanted this life. like electric blind <laughs> thing and then we had children Whoa. <laughs> so all of those fun things <laughs> yeah oh lord okay that button's gonna be used a lot more now i think <laughs> found a special button the blue button for a star on that one. yeah i was actually thinking about that it would be really cool to have um blinds like the automatic ones in our bedroom because the windows are really huge and but they're not high up there's no reason to have a i understand that <laughs> i just thought it might be really you can cool. have them uh synced up with your smart home yep that's what i want i want to be able to be like i want mtv cribs like <laughs> <laughs> i don't they all open up i don't want buttons i just want to <laughs> do voice command like I just want I let I, there be light. I want to have a <laughs> command. Yeah, that's kind of what we say when we walk in, like when we walk in the house. Alexa, turn on the light, kitchen lights, and they turn on. I want to be like, hey, it's nighttime, <clears> and then I just want like the oh. blinds, just all so the lights. We like actually a have a program down. now yeah. when it hits dusk, 
the lights turn on now. But the thing is, it gets really dark before it gets really dark. And I'm like, Matt, I can't see what I'm writing. <laughs> I'm like, just dark. wait, wait. But, technically but dusk. Right, right. Yeah. That's just, what wait. He said, just wait. It's just coming. Wait. I'm like, how much longer do I have to wait? Check on weather bug and look at the. Can't time. you adjust yeah. it? Is so it like, adjust for the time of the year? Like yes. it's getting darker yeah. sooner. Okay. Oh, but like, cool. can't you do it like 10 minutes before dusk or something? Probably. Oh. But then he'll be, <laughs> we have one lamp. It's not nearly his phone though. Yeah, the the kids press. The, it's got the floor button, you know, for the lamp, and the kids will press the f- the button instead of actually doing what they're supposed to do. And then Matt's like, "Did somebody turn it off? That's why the dust of dawn thing isn't working. Because somebody turned off the light." Like every light will turn on except for the lamp. <laughs> oh gosh, technology. Yeah. It's supposed to help you. It is supposed to help. It's more fun you. though. Yeah. All right. Do you want to ask them their final questions that you ask everybody? Sure. What's your social? (laughs) 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 All right. Routing. (laughs) So yeah, let's start with, okay. So I ask every agent this, uh, basically if you guys could just take turns giving one piece of advice to a seller and one piece of advice to a buyer in today's current market conditions, what would you tell a buyer and a seller today? Be ready to go, but also be patient. <laughs> Hurry up and um, wait. If, if you're a, if you're a buyer, <laughs> be be ready to be able to put an offer down and have your ducks in a row. Um, you know, sometimes you're out just browsing and kind of getting used to it. But if you're wanting to seriously go down and home, make sure that you have your pre-approval and you're ready to go. Um, things can start to move fast, and don't get discouraged um, because things do move fast, and sometimes you might not get the first one. Um, for a seller, um, I, you just have to sit down. I would say, let's be realistic with where you want to be at. We'll go in there. Um, things can also move fast. It just depends on your strategy. So for me, it's more so sit down and kind of figure out what they want and then play it out. I guess I don't have a hot tip for, for a seller. It depends person you to person. You should talk about how staging helped with your current list. Oh, my Lord. Well, I mean... It was a, it's a beautiful home and it wasn't like outrageous. There was just a lot of clutter. It had been lived in for six years and it's lifestyle stuff. You know, you don't realize Mm -hmm. that clutter builds up, but, um, we had a staging consultation with Debbie. Um, and I asked them how it went afterwards. I knew it would go well, but they said they absolutely loved it. It sparked ideas that they didn't even know were possible. And it was a night and day difference. It went from like a home that was lived in to a home that was... Show ready, yeah. So, um, world of difference. I was very surprised and happy about it. So, cool. So, take their advice. That would be my <laughs> advice. Take the stagers' advice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I guess my advice to buyers is very similar to Anthony's. It would be that, you know, have your ducks in a row. The right house will come. Um, things will move fast and things will move slow, but. You know, you'll find your fit, and I've had buyers I've worked with for three months, buyers that worked with two weeks. Um, It works out, so just be ready. Uh, For sellers, I think a huge thing, because things are still kind of going fast for sellers, is um, know what you want, know what your goals are. If you're blessed with the opportunity to review more than one offer, and they're both great, um, just kind of be prepared to know exactly what you're looking for and be ready for that. I approve. <laughs> I'll take those answers. Cool. <laughs> Matt, you want any uh, 
Last words here. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, not there yet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in South Central Wisconsin, you know who to call. That's Home Team, the number four, the letter U. The God. Until next time. <laughs> See you later. Adios. Bye. Bye. See ya.